Welcome to Ellis for Losers, a pop culture and reality TV roundup. I'm Jessica Jardin, and here's where you would normally hear the sweet voice of my co-host, Marcy. But guess what? <laughs> <laughs> that laugh ain't her. Uh, Imposter. She, she is on a well-deserved vacay. Uh, we miss her. We love her. And in the meantime, I have a very exciting guest host with me today. Uh, she's a friend of the pod. We bring her up all the time, actually. <laughs> we always be talking about you. Yeah, I, I was saying that you've described me as party elf before. <laughs> <laughs> we love you. We're obsessed with you. Uh, well, I'll stop being mysterious. Uh, this is my dear friend, one of my best, best friends on planet Earth, uh, Dickie Copeland. Hi, Dickie. Hello. Hello, loser. Hello. Uh, so for people who don't know you, which, uh, sorry for them. Yes. Um, you are my comedy cohort from many moons ago. We were on the same house improv team at UCBs where we became besties, mm. uh, the dragons many years ago. Uh, we've been performing together, uh, for years and years and years. Uh, but guess what? That's that's not even what she does. She's <laughs> over at ABC. You are a comedy executive, mm -hmm. shepherding, giving notes, yes. uh, just curating perfect comedy <laughs> for ABC, um, which you'll tell us a little bit about, perhaps. Um, and you're just one of the damn funniest people I've ever known in my life. I'm so honored to have you. And you love TV. I love TV. You love TV. You have iconic taste. <laughs> Do you remember when I made you watch Fleabag season two with me? How could I forget? <laughs> it was literally like a moment of being like, it, it, there's been many moments like this for me in my life, but it was a moment of like, oh, I guess I'll watch Dickie's show that she loves so much. <laughs> and then was like, oh, only the most important show to me <laughs> ever. And then I was like, we got to watch normal people. There's full frontal nudity, baby. I'm like, I don't read books, Dickie. <laughs> what is this? Based off a book. You know I can't do that. <laughs> narrative. That's one of my favorite things. Right? We have a good yin and yang. Yes. Because I my, narrative is not my um, strong foot. Uh, and so, but you have great taste and, um, yeah, you've educated me on many things, but you're fully rounded. You love reality. Um, I would, I would, uh, well, I would appreciate perhaps. No, no, no. I would, I would give you far more credit for this than you realize that you have rubbed off on me. Cause like, I really, my big show was summer house, like in the pandemic because, you know, and I and Beverly Hills because of you as well. In fact, I think you Honored. tweeted something that had that fight in season five or whatever. The one with Beast. Beast. <laughs> and I, was, I saw it and I was like, I got to watch this thing. It's about time. And now here we are. We're a couple years later and I'm, I'm boned up on some shows. Well, I can't wait to hear more specifics on what you love mm -hmm. and what gets you going. Um, but for, for the listeners who have the pleasure of getting to know you and your opinions, um, what is your relationship? What would you say is your relationship to reality TV? You know, uh, it's funny cause I work at ABC and I have barely seen the bachelor or the bachelorette juggernauts juggernauts. Right. I did have a roommate once and I remember like walking through and, and the girl's title was chicken enthusiast. And I was like, <laughs> and then someone else's, their titles were twins. <laughs> and I was like Wait. their job, you know, when they list their yeah. jobs below their name and yeah. age. And I was like, okay, there's there's some comedy here. I got to check this I out. I do think I think The Bachelor has great comedy. Yes. I I have no aversion to The Bachelor and The Bachelor-verse except much like 
uh, Love Island, which we'll get to, mm-hmm. it's a time commitment issue. It is, yeah. And also, too, it just never really stuck for me, but which is a shame because my good friend Lisa covers that show and is always there. And so I have I've picked up little things here and there about the show that, like, you know, and then it's the same thing with, like, American Idol and yeah. all of that, um, where I've always dipped in and out, and out. But then in the pandemic discovered Summer House and I was sort of you know it's funny because working in TV at the beginning of the pandemic and I used to work in limited series you know like mini series and stuff and then got pulled onto the comedy team at the beginning of the pandemic and everyone was really like how do we handle should we talk about it or should we not do people want to process it or not through their TV and we found out pretty quickly like absolutely fuck no no one wants a single (laughs) joke about a mask ever Um, but Summer House I was watching it I'm like this is the only show I remember you saying this yeah Yeah. (laughs) screaming it from the rustic booths but huge it's true it's like I happy to watching them stuck in a house for potted together for three months as it got nasty and no one like the trash bags were collecting in the corners (laughs) and everyone was too like trying to do their jobs and hung over I was like this I understand and I'm actually I think processing through and then they were being held up for (laughs) some yes and then of course through summer house I was not spoon-fed force-fed these southern charm boys I remember them coming Mm -hmm. to a party and being like the fuck okay get out like go away and then later they came back again and I was like okay and then it was so funny because then I started watching Southern Charm. Yeah. And when we started going back, I was like, oh, my God. They showed, like, a a clip of Craig from, like, season three or whatever. And Hannah and I, who both were new to it, were like, <gasps> because he was so thin. Oh, yeah. And this is your roommate, Hannah. Shout yes. out. Shout out to Hannah. Pod. Yeah, who watched all the TV with me. Yes. Friend of the pod. Yes. Um, and... Uh, we, so then, of course, I started watching old Southern Charms because uh, that was a funny one with their take on the pandemic as well, with the boys, like, kind of not believing in COVID at the beginning. <laughs> and, yeah, and then, and then it's, like, him saying that, and then it cut to, like, next time on, and it's, like, Craig behind a glass window being like, I got COVID! <laughs> <laughs> and, like, you know, you can kind of laugh at them. Yeah. And uh, so that was, like, you know, sort of started my... And then, of course, we had two years to do nothing so I then I went back and watched Southern Charm from the beginning was really horrified to discover Thomas Ravenel as a you know the worst the worst and all there's such these terrible characters that they have weeded out yes and then yeah now you and I were (laughs) recently screaming at Rustic about the fall of Southern Charm I mean we'll get to it (laughs) because so Dickie did her homework and she watched the shows this week which we'll get to yes um everything that we've been covering there was no Beverly Hills this week so we won't get to hear her takes on Bev Hills but we we have enough we have plenty to get through and Mm -hmm. we definitely uh we'll get to Southern Charm um, and yeah, I would say you were the tipping point for me finally watching Summer House and why we added it to a weekly recap because I was like, I am not a part of the culture. I, I mean, you know, the thing too with Summer House is like, they, you know, when you realize something's going into like season seven or eight, yeah. and you're kind of like, I guess this thing is sticking around. <laughs> That's you always know? how it is. It's like, where it is like, it, it reminds me of there's certain movies or anything in, that happens like that where you're like, oh shit, I guess I gotta watch it. <laughs> I can't sit at another hang and not know what my (laughs) friends are talking about. Like, that's what happened with TikTok. All of it for me. We were like, fine, fine, fine. Well, so I'm curious what, what, maybe you said this already. Was, was Summer House your first toe dip into the Bravo verse or had you ever done any other Bravo shows? I mean, this is a very Bravo heavy podcast. I, 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 in and out over the years, right? Mm-hmm. Like uh, Housewives of Beverly Hills, I've 
seen here and there and I actually was caught up until this season yeah um, oh yeah because we went back and watched a bunch and I sort of skipped around um and then you were the one that telling me about Erica Jane you had to watch and, last yeah. season and then also too the biggest compliment of my life apparently <laughs> my dear friend uh, did, does Marcy doesn't call you three, huh? No, it's a very improv world. <laughs> only, only my improv people call me three. Three as in three J's. Three H R E E J. Yeah, just just really rolls off the ends of the fingertips on a text. It really does. My phone still tries to correct me. It's like you don't mean this. Yeah, I do. No. J J J L A. Wait, what was I even talking about? Oh, saying that I look like Erica Jane. Yes. You have Erica Jane energy at her best. At her best. She's having a dark season. Uh, uh, but I do your, love a villain, too. But her, she's in full Cruella mode, we call it. <laughs> she is, well, yeah, she's got a lot going on. Um, a fellow cancer, too. So she, But she's looking great. She honestly looks fabulous. Yeah. Um, which is great, because she doesn't have full access to glam. She doesn't have the resources. Oh, but yeah, she that's drop right. Off. That's right. She was in that tiny little she, bungalow. Just a bungalow in Hancock Park. <laughs> just a little bungalow. Well, we'll get to the shows. Okay. This was so helpful, but we have, uh, we have a lot to get to. So, um... As far as some catch up on the past week, obviously we'll get to hear where you're at, any thoughts, things you watched. I wanted to plug uh, League of Their Own. I watched uh, the series. It's a who, not Hulu, sorry, Prime, Amazon Prime series. Um, I can at, tell you, people at work be asking about it. Really? Yeah, everybody wants to know. I'm very curious if people are watching it because it's felt a little quiet. But yeah. uh, but I'm only usually talking to like coworkers and stuff, and so. Mm-hmm. But I I wanted to watch it largely because, obviously, Abby uh, Jacobson from Broad City, who mm-hmm. we love, and then Darcy Carden, mm-hmm. a friend from UCB, um, truly wonderful human being. Just uh, you know, sometimes guys, you just are like, yeah, but what are they really like? I got to read She's just the best. She's exactly like what she seems. She is exactly the best. Um, yeah, I can't decide. It's so funny because when you and I listen to Las Culturistas and they get really Hollywoody, yeah. I'm always like, ugh, but I can't. Now I'm going to do it in their oh, shoes. Oh, drop it. And this crowd loves a name drop. I love <laughs> to drop a name. We were just, uh, I was in a pitch and part of my job is hearing pitches for new shows yes. and deciding whether or not we will buy them. Oh. And uh, it is the true joy of my life. Of and um <laughs> And, and the prototype they had was Darcy Carden for the lead. And it, mm. it's such a good prototype that I was like, I w- wanted to buy it almost just for that. Do you know what I mean? Like, great, what great ta- casting taste. She just can do no wrong. And this is a very cool series. What I didn't appreciate or understand is that it is obviously exploring the obvious queer community that mm-hmm. would have been a part and was historically a part of that world at the time um, that, the sh- that the movie is based off of to where I kind of felt like a like oh duh obviously a 90s movie that's not where we were right. that wasn't the context that I think was able to be discussed it's a very perfect movie but I do think it leaves out like a gigantic piece of the conversation but I would say the, mo- the show is not really marketed in that way which I think right. is interesting and so it's like a kind of like the conversation around queerness is really uh, centered, but also the story is first. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this really, I don't know, it really got me. Like, it took me a minute to get on board. And then I was, like, fully sobbing the last two episodes. It got my ass. Oh, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, uh, it, that's, like, making me realize that 
it's sort of illuminating the casting of Rosie O'Donnell and Madonna in the movie. You know, yeah. like where there's those things like back in the time, like clearly the casting director knew. Yes. Costuming was trying to say something. Everyone's trying to say something, also, but no I'm one. I'm sure if I rewatched it, which I have not done, I'm sure there are more nods than I'm probably giving there, credit for. But I yeah. don't think most people would certainly like call it a queer movie. And the show is very queer in a Ooh. very uh, important way. And it's showing a lot of like just different realms and obviously including like um, uh, what was what it's like to be black and queer black female and queer to be trans like but uh, I, I just thought it was like really beautifully done and that ultimately like while that's really incredible and valiant to tell those stories at the end of the day are they good stories is it well told is it fun to watch and yeah. it's uh, and it really was so um, I I fully like did the thing where I was like I was like don't do it and then I DM'd uh, Darcy and I was like I finished the show and cried oh my god and what did she say she's like oh sweet Jess <laughs> in, in her true angelic <laughs> I, I feel like her texts come in cursive she's so do you know <laughs> what, what I mean like it. you can just kind of hear her like just true class coming through um I'll do another Hollywoody thing do it I had a general with a writer who wrote on Field of Dreams the <gasps> reboot that uh, got shit canned. Mm. It's from Mike Schur, who's a big baseball head. I didn't know this. Oh, yeah. So it, it was also an Amazon Prime, and oh. it was going to be very expensive. Okay. Kevin Costner was involved, I believe, in some casting. But they wrote the whole thing, like 10 episodes, and she was the only person on the uh, in the writing room that didn't know baseball. And Mike was like, please, we need that so you can tell us if it yeah. makes sense or not or yeah. whatever. They were about to go into production in two weeks, and... Uh, pulled the pr- pulled the plug. Oh wait, Peacock. I think it was Peacock actually, and that's why it's like everyone's kind of like, what's going on with Peacock? Oh, because I see. They said it was budget and all this stuff, but it's weird because A League of Their Own came out. Yeah. And so everyone's like, if that really does successfully, then it kind of the people that made that decision yeah. might be in a little bit of hot water. Right. So there, there's there's like, kind of there's like an a, audience for it. Exactly. And people are sort of like watching that to be like, and everyone that was connected to Field of Dreams is watching League of Their Own like, it's, hey, people be loving baseball. It really, <laughs> like at the end of the day, even like, uh, it's just a fun world to live in, especially these women and the cast is great and their little costumes and hair. And like, yeah. I'm always such a fan of like, I'm a, I'm a big appreciator of like, this is just also a fun world to live in for yeah, a little yeah. while. And like, that's what I realized when I was like, Ooh, I want to put it on is that I was like, wanting to see their cute little hairstyles and outfits, but it's also a very well-written, great executed show. Do but they do only uh, period music? No. Okay. Although it's not jarring. Like I couldn't, I can't explain it other than like, it's not purposefully anachronistic. Okay. Yeah. You know, but yep. it's not, there's a lot of, of the time music, but then there's also more current cool music too. Okay. Or, or at least there's like an, I can teen a song that would have been like the 60s. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where I was like, oh, this definitely wouldn't have been at the time. But um, it's great. And then the only other one I'll plug, I don't have a great take on it, but I watched House of the Dragon. Yeah, yeah. Along with literally, I guess, everyone else alive. Because the <laughs> well, numbers were insane. They said it was the biggest HBO premiere in history. It's also their biggest marketing campaign. And the most expensive. Mm-hmm. Like, so... Yeah, I mean, I love the series. I don't have any interesting takes on Game of Thrones other than, like, yeah, it's a beautiful soap opera, and I love it. <laughs> well, give me the mic, Jess. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I, we haven't talked about it, and I was curious. I mean, I loved it. It's also, I, I wish I had had a little bit of, like, 
trigger warning going in. Yeah. I wasn't, for anyone who has yet to watch it, I, I think especially given what women have been through in the last yeah. couple months as far as, and like... And knowing you, my love. It was... It was there's some very brutal scenes as it pertains to women and reproduction and it is really really graphic and difficult but um did you know that they showed it to some women to be like is this too graphic yes i heard that <laughs> and i was like and i would have said yes but also i guess that's okay but yes but also i i put it on tv i don't know how to explain it but yeah um, yeah 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 but um you know in the, in the last thing the only thing i was really going to say about it is that like i respected the idea knowing what like and you probably have more insight or info on this but like I was telling Tim, it's like, to remember that when Game of Thrones premiered, we didn't know who any of those actors were. Right. And we can't fathom that now, because right. they're all household names. But I really liked, even though people like Matt Smith and Patty Considine and stuff, those are established actors for, mm-hmm. you know, those aren't noobs in any way. But a lot of them are not major household names. Right. And, like, I thought it was very cool to, like, kind of really do the like restart in that way of like we don't know a lot about these actresses like I had actors and actresses like I had fun deep diving and like Game of Thrones and like any show is like the most fun is seeing what they look like in real life yeah 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 cool (laughs) but what do you think well I have read every Game of Thrones book. Yes. Except for obviously. He reads, by the way. <laughs> read you haven't gathered nerd the shit. Big difference between us, <laughs> I do not read anything but magazines. <laughs> I, when I was giving you books for so long before I figured it out. <laughs> yeah, I'll always say yes. And then it'll find a nice little dusty corner to well, die in. And I really believe that books are never meant to be kept. You got you to gotta <laughs> give them out. Uh, but, um, and I read those because, and this is me with most. Like, I did the same thing with Big Little Lies, with Sharper Objects, with Handmaid's Tale. I started watching it. I was, like, season three of Game of Thrones, like, live as it was coming. I had to know what was happening, so I just start the books and finish all the books. And I was so mad. So I'm still so mad about Bran being king. It was a huge bummer. About how, what fucking... uh, Dillweeds, the <laughs> showrunners were. I mean, they had the best crew below them, the best directors, the best actors. They had everything, but the people at the top, you know, DB, and, and I don't even like to say, but they really just fumbled on the finish line for me. And so, my thing with House of Dragons is I will uh, wait and binge it later. Okay. But I'm not going to watch you're it week not to week because sh- I just, I went to go start it and yeah. I honestly. You're not there yet. I, I, I'm, it's still burning. I think a lot of, I've, I've seen that sentiment expressed. Like it brought up a lot of like, like residual, even yeah. in 2019 when it ended, it, in terms of what's gone on. Right. Is it e- eons ago? I think for most people who are used to the cadence of HBO world, it's not that long ago. Right. Certainly for Game of Thrones, which right. we would have to wait a year and a half between. So I do think it's not far enough past for a lot of people still. Or yeah. that they're not like desperate for that content maybe as much. Right, but, right, right. And but I will tell you, I wasn't that excited. And then it was like, no, I know. And the hair and the music I and the, like, and I was like, <laughs> and look, uh, my, you know, my, my, I watched Matt Smith and Doctor Who and I loved him and I love him going against type. You know, yeah. if he is the most well known, he's doing something he's never really done before. Yeah. But, uh, I just also, you know, Game of Thrones was a show I watched with a lot of people Yeah. and I didn't, I was alone in my room and I was just like, I don't know. I, I felt like I needed that living room. It's, I would 
I mean, maybe that's what we do. Yeah, maybe that is what we do. I would happily watch with, you know. I would rather watch with. Especially, too, because, like, my favorite Game of Thrones story, I know, God, how 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 long do we got? It's fine. You brought me on to talk about TV. I'm like, okay. Uh, I obviously had seen Game of Thrones, and then my roommate, an old roommate, was catching up, and I heard her and her boyfriend. I was, like, taking a bath, and the bath, like, separates the the kitchen and her room. And uh, I could hear them listening I knew it was the red wedding episode because oh, you could just no. hear the like stabbing a lot <gasps> no. and her screaming and I was just in my bath like truly like <laughs> <laughs> and like listening to her be like no oh, no oh god episode. and I think this is what I've been thinking about mm-hmm. with my little like I, if I could write a thesis TED talk brain Game of Thrones was all about betraying what you thought was going to happen the death of Ned Stark etc yeah but it never betrayed you and was bad yeah it was always interesting or surprising so that final that we didn't pick a person to lead that anyone believes in or respects in the world where we've said even the person that you most believe in and you most respect can be beheaded yeah how are we supposed to buy that that's you know what i mean it's like it just they've they've done us dirty a lot but they never they they were they were always hot when they did it I mean, there's you know, the I, I feel like a hundred percent, and that it is one of those sh- yeah shows that I think people we like we like lost ourselves in the relationship. Yes. You know, we're yes. like, oh, look, I did a lot of work on myself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm in a lot of therapy. I don't know about you, but like, truly, just like a dangerous, violent, misogynistic, exploitative ex-boyfriend coming back, and you're like. <laughs> but okay, we have other things to talk about. Oh my tell god! Me, but tell me some shows. I know you've watched some shows that you would like to share with our listeners. Uh, yes, I mean, uh, I know that you guys don't discuss Love Island on. I know much to our on detriment. The, I know. Uh, I mean, I truly feel like I am not a part of the culture. <laughs> well, and it's interesting too because it's like I did the same thing. I I, I think maybe the term for me is completist, where yes, I just you like are a completist, right? Like I just That's why you go back and you watch old stuff, and I do. I'm gonna yeah. fucking watch the the winter Love Island UK that t- took place in South Africa. That like you know, and it's so bad. But like, and I've watched a bunch of the. Love Island US and I watched some Australia like That's I amazing. Feel, yeah you know when you don't have a husband or kids <laughs> <laughs> but you got a TV and it's like uh, it's also just great like cleaning like I love to just do laundry to it so badly so anyways um, but Love Island finished and yeah. they crowned uh, Davide and Ek and Sue um, I'm not sure if you've heard have I ta- have I screamed at you about the Ek and supremacy no <laughs> which is her hashtag just one, like the UK fell in love with her and she's insane and she's an actress and the uh, Davide who's Italian and she's from Turkey and so Ooh. yeah it, and Davide was famously screamed at her after she crawled on a, a balcony to kiss another man when they were together and Davide is by far the hottest guy okay um but he's always like really appreciates when people see beyond his face because whenever someone's like <laughs> oh every I girl too. I do too me me too like <laughs> I got a big heart behind these big old boobies <laughs> um uh where he just screamed at her, you are a liar, an actress. He's like, I don't give up about you. And just like, so funny. And that, that kind of has become almost like a, everyone's like, you are a liar, liar. So um, why do you think they won? Because in, uh, when Davide's parents came on, he's, she, her, his mother said, 
everyone calls you uh, like mother and father, like husband and wife, because they fight and break up. Uh, they uh, and makeup. They break passion. up makeup. Yes, back and forth, and passion. they like fight about dumb stuff. But they also he like. Like, he's always chasing her around the villa, and she's always, like, spraying him with sunscreen and screaming and, like, you know. And they're just cute, and they're both just also – Ekin, it turns out, is actually very weird. Oh. Uh, a clip went viral of her flirting with this guy and doing the Voldemort voice from Harry <laughs> Potter. And he's like, please stop it. I don't like that. And she won't stop. She's like, Harry <laughs> And he's like, please do not. This is deep. And she's like, doesn't care. She's just doing her thing and giggling at herself. And I was like, yeah, that's my girl. I like her now. Yeah. I know. And I hated her at the beginning because I was like, she is. She's an actress. And so the whole thing is like, she's comfortable in front of the cameras. You see her clock the cameras. You yeah. see her wheel spin. And it's weird with a bunch of reality stars, right? And also these people are sort of new. They've, you know, yeah. learned in the game. But uh, she really kind of gives a good argument for having some people that are maybe a little more experienced in front of the cameras. So this is UK. Yeah. Uh, because it does feel like from an outsider, everybody is sort of like, eh, about US compared to UK. Is well, that a fair assessment? Yes. And uh, I mean, here's the deal. The US, the hottest person, <laughs> the least hot person on the US would probably be the hottest person, like the craziest bombshell to throw into the UK one. Interesting. But they're all so dumb. Ah. So loving, so lovably dumb, <laughs> really just like to the point where it almost feels like an intentional comedy, you know, yeah. like you, you couldn't write it that well. Um, and they, but there, it is. It's, it's just different. Yeah. I wouldn't even say it's, like, worse so much. Like They're just different. different yeah, 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 yeah. Look, it's nice to have a cast that's not, like, mostly white with just yeah. some, you know. And, like, the U.S. does a lot better job. Or at least this season they've done a lot uh, a better job. Now it's on Peacock, too. It's yes. also changed again. It's more – they have the uh, same narrator from the U.K. one. Yeah. But um, – they, there's just no getting around. You don't fall in love with it. Well, and maybe it, t it takes a season, you know, yeah. but I really fell in love with all the UK people and it happens almost every season where even the ones you hate, you sort of start to be like, Oh God. Okay. Like, ugh. I mean, also the thing to point out about that show is that it's like, it's well, it's, you're not watching it, I guess as live, but like the thing I cannot believe about that is the turnaround. Of I know that show. two days, I believe in Sanity. Yeah, yeah. The, it, I would, I would be fascinated as a former reality TV person, like who worked in uh, post, to know, yeah, like, what that production is like. Because I yeah. can't. Because it's because what you're saying to me, the reason I thought of it is really good storytelling. Yeah, that you're able to fall in love with them. Yeah, is good story. It means it's good casting and it's good storytelling, right? Right. And I think that's probably why they have the same formula every time, which is yeah. like they meet the parents at the end. They have a final date. They yeah. you can almost predict it at this point. Yeah. So, um, and I think they do that because they know they have to just like be like, and that's why they're not allowed to talk whenever they're off camera and all that stuff. So only story can happen in front. I love it so much. Well, yeah. I, I know listeners uh, we have some, of course, yeah, you're not a Bravo head if you're not a Love Island person too, on some level, but yeah, I just, Marcy and I have not been able to dig into it. I, I, I understand. It's a commitment. I wish. I know. I wish. I know. And I was just, I was screaming that Jess would love it because of like two weeks in when you could see everyone's extensions and they stopped wearing makeup <laughs> and they just put sunglasses on. Well, everyone makes fun of me because I get a lot of messages because, uh, I, I'm obsessed with Below Deck. I'm obsessed with everything Bravo. Yeah. But I get 
giddy when the hungover morning starts. Oh my after god! The night out. Yes. Well, even for the cr- charter crew too. But like, I die for a hungover morning on the boat <laughs> scene, and everybody like checking their phones and being like, "Oh!" <laughs> and it's I love messy. This is I love mess. This is where you and I align so hard. I literally had like a little note to be like, my favorite are on below deck is the night. We're, the wind is kind of in the hair. They're smoking cigs. Yeah. They're they're pushing the boundaries of how much they should drink. They they're making the decisions that are bad. Like you're literally watching them go from okay one more. Yes. And then they're like let's get in the hot tub. And then they're like okay let's bring up that topic. And it's just so lovely. And then the hungover morning is like the other oh. side of that coin. It's where you and I I think really come together I like relate, two pieces. I just relate to both. I know. Um. I, I can't relate sh- to the other one because I never get hung over. I so. know, I hate it. It's incredibly <laughs> frustrating. As the person I probably get drunk around the most. The most. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, are there any other wrecks that you would like to pass uh, on? I did binge The Sandman as well. Featuring another brag, uh, friend, Kirby, right? Yes, Kirby plays death in it, and she's wonderful she's so good she's so good um i should text her i should also do a little thirsty yeah hey. thirsty i know yeah. but i try i try not to because it's like uh kirby kirby still watches my stories and so i'm like I, I can't lose my cred i know but it's you forget that all anybody wants is to hear that especially like that yeah their work, that their work is good well you know? and it was she's exceptional on this too and um there it's also just Look, like, the, where I, I was thinking about this before the pod, like, w- what do I love about TV? Like, how would I say? It? And it's like, I kind of report live from the, <laughs> like, the corners of, like, horny and, <laughs> like, slow burn. Like, <laughs> that, that's exactly where I'm coming from. You know what I mean? And it's just like, oh, that guy's hot. Like, I'll check it out, you know, which I think is probably why I haven't really been in the Housewives, you know, yes. first, because it's, it's just it's a different. It's not nearly horny enough. Not nearly. And yeah, I'm definitely, that's, that's my main motivation for. Well, that's why Below Deck, to me, is genius because it, and why it has now, you know, it's surpassed Housewives in popularity. I did not know that. It is more popular than Housewives. It's why it is now on the rotation where there's always one going, like Housewives style. Because, and it's because it's hornier. There's like way actual hooking up and sex. Yeah. And it is also more accessible, I think, to a, I don't want to generalize to say female, but let's just say like mm. less of a traditional housewives audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause there, there are some babes on it. Like, yes. uh, and it's occupational and that is, that broadens things out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's just a classic upstairs. I always describe it to people as like, it's a classic upstairs, downstairs. Mm-hmm. You know? it's, it's very Downton Abbey. It is. It's it's truly like you're just seeing the two halves to the whole. Yeah. But um, um, I got distracted because that's so cool that you like know that. I just I love talking to you. You're so good at what you do. Oh, Dickie. I'm just saying yes. coming into it like, you know, <laughs> earlier you were like, oh, I don't know if I can. And I'm like, no, I, I am the one in the presence. Stop I'm you. Serious. You yeah, uh, Well, I love you. Well, I love you. It's very fun having you here. And now this is going to be the fun part because um, we're going to talk some celeb gossip. Oh, yeah. Let's do that. Um, celeb news. Now, I, I'll kind of lead us through these. Uh, but a lot. A lot kind of happened. I mean, what's in the stars? A lot happened. So kind of the big one, which was very funny. um, 
my my friend Joanna, who you know, we have just a bit of texting about J Lo and Ben, mm-hmm. like ever since it came back. So J Lo and Ben got like officially married this weekend, this last weekend, in like his estate in Georgia that I guess he bought when they were first together, <laughs> um, and they had you know they just had a traditional wedding, uh, but. By traditional, I mean she had three wedding dresses hand designed by Ralph Lauren, who Mm. apparently does not tend to do. He just they don't do wedding dresses. Mm -mm -mm. But for J Lo, you get three. And I laughed because I sent them to Joanna, and I was like, I can't really believe this, but I am underwhelmed by all three of these dresses. I don't know how broken my brain is about Mm -hmm. like what I expect from like the J Lo wedding dress look, (laughs) but I was like. Figure it. Yeah, I think. Mean, but we're just, talking about the person who's worn some of the most famous dresses of all time. And if you're gonna do three, yeah, like one of them at least has to be like just jaw dropping, the showstopper. Just that they are all stunning. It's like she. It's her own fault mm-hmm. to victim blame here. <laughs> uh, she has. She has put on some of the most incredible garments in the history of the world. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, yeah, I know it's not her first wedding, but this is the first real Benefer wedding. So when I, when they, also I laugh very hard because I, I think I mentioned this to viewers, to listeners before, but like, you know, she only, now she's like used this, uh, these weddings to plug her newsletter um, on the six, I think it's called. And it's very funny when it comes into your inbox Oh, on the J-Lo, sorry. Mm. And it comes in your inbox from Jen. Mm. Jen. I get an email from Jen. It says, wedding dress first looks. And I go, oh, Jen emailed me. Oh, thanks, Jen. And that's where I was like, hmm. But she's using it for content, which has rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. <laughs> uh, this is, like, not the first time she's used this wedding to this man for content for her newsletter. But, um, yeah, it was just sort of, like, cool. And also, it's kind of like the... Courtney and Travis thing, even though that was a much more like eye popping wedding and very uh-huh. fun and exotic. But where it's like when when celebrities are doing like multiple weddings, also by the time it's kind of takes a little of the like, you're kind of like cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, also there's something a little Hallmark Christmas movie about them. <laughs> That's such a good. Do you place. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> she's a busy career woman, and he's yes. drunk. <laughs> yeah, and also too, like you know, he's probably. I find him most accessible when he was like crying in the car to oh, you know God, the yes. other Jen, the other Jen, Jen, Jen one, Jen Affleck, <laughs> Jen Affleck the first, Jen Affleck Garner. <laughs> Who and you know, it's like look every. Also, not to, and people hate when you are like, this person I've heard is a monster in real life. Oh, we've talked about that. Okay, good. Because, in okay. a funny side note, I might have told you this. When Marcy shot Lost City uh-huh. in um, Dominican Republic last year, mm-hmm. or I forget exactly when she shot it, it has it was the same crew yes. that, and makeup and hair that had just yes. worked on whatever that J-Lo movie was. Yeah. And it was... So funny because she like literally it was like everybody his Marcy is a person people love to talk to. That is like, true. Went up and was like, so this bitch J Lo and like, <laughs> like every hair makeup person and stand in because it's the same people. It's a tiny island. Yes, and they were all, all they were all like, oh, she was terrible. Yeah, pretty open secret. Like, yeah, I feel like I there was. Like in a, there's a, a a lot of like Facebook assistant chains and little yes. boards and stuff that assistants are on and, and J Lo is uh, one of the wor- the most traumatizing I would say is uh, the word on that street. Good way to put it. <laughs> yeah. so, well, we're happy for them. People yeah, seem yeah. people seem 
to be really excited. <laughs> I mean, I love them being back together. I think it's just a very fun pop culture thing. I love it too. I love that he's he's such a mess. Yeah, I, I love, love it. it. It's just like it's um, you know, it's like I was gonna say buying your childhood home. It's not like <laughs> it at all. It's not at all comparable. People seemed interested in the fact that Leah Remy. Re, I can never say, Remini. 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 She was not in attendance. Casey Affleck was also not in attendance. Mm. I, to that I say, not everybody can go to weddings. I don't think it's that interesting. Yeah. Casey Affleck like purposely put up a post that's actually very cute of like from back in the day when uh, Benifer were dating and Casey's with them and he said, good things are worth waiting for. Here's to twists and turns, new beginnings and finding new reservoirs of old love. Welcome to the family. Get ready for some real dysfunction. Kidding. I am kidding. Jen, you are a gem. We love you so much. And I say that's very kind. And I say, I bet that made Jen fly into a kitchen-destroying rage. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, someone doesn't come to your wedding, and then they, they post and they get some story on it, and they're also like, welcome to the family. I'm welcome. Casey. I welcome you, J-Lo, to the welcome family. Welcome, J-Lo, to the family. <laughs> hey, nice to meet you after all these years. I was laughing. There was some TikTok that I found that I, I found. That the that genius algorithm deserved to me. <laughs> that was like celebrities not being recognized. Uh, uh, that was so funny. <laughs> it had a bunch of them. Um, and one of them was J-Lo going, like bringing a camera crew to her house <laughs> in the Bronx. It's like recent. And her being like, yeah, this is the house you grew up in. And like, it's perfect. It's like an old Bronx man on the porch. And he's like, who are you? She's <laughs> like, I'm Jennifer. Jennifer who? He's like, I'm Jennifer Lopez. Lopez and he goes who's that <laughs> and she's like laughing but can you imagine showing up to your childhood home with a camera crew yeah. oh that man's dead now too oh, by the way God, it made I'm me sure laugh. she had him removed it made me laugh so hard um okay so now this I don't want to dwell on too much because to be honest this is the okay you guys have been listening to a free preview of Ellis for losers Ooh, we hope you liked it oh yeah and if you did you can go on over to patreon.com slash L is for losers and you can sign up to listen to our full episodes, mm-hmm. which are quite meaty. <laughs> and we also will have our vintage recaps of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Oh, it's fun. We got a whole lot of stuff there for you. You're going to love what you find. Yeah, it's <laughs> patreon.com slash L is for losers. Bye. Bye.